on episode 350 of Nintendo Switchcraft. I can't buy everything. Uh, Mr. Aonuma says things about Breath of the Wild 2. Nintendo avoids crunch those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. Let's get started, everyone. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Nintendo Switchcraft is brought to you by patron Luke J. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And also leave a voicemail for the show by heading to runjumpstomp dot com slash voicemail from any device and i may even play it on the show now before we get started uh with the podcast today a uh, couple of housekeeping items that i want to talk about first off um i was on an episode of breaking the panel last night uh it was a very long episode we were talking for a couple of hours we really had a great conversation about uh just comic books TV shows, subscription services, and E3. So if you want to check that out, make sure you look up Breaking the Panel wherever podcasts or are found. Uh, and you can follow them at Panel Breakers on uh, Twitter. Uh, we had a very fun conversation, so make sure you check out uh, that podcast as well. Um, and, you know, I want to say that we've, you know, I, I know that this is a Nintendo show, but there's other stuff happening at E3 too. So make sure that if you haven't already subscribed to Run Jump Stomp, that's my general gaming podcast, make sure that you subscribe to it because tomorrow uh, I will be talking all about all kinds of non-Nintendo stuff and maybe even some Nintendo stuff as well uh, because there's a lot that happened at E3 that wasn't focused on Nintendo. Uh, that being said, let's switch over, and, and I didn't mean to do that. Let's uh, let let's get into podcast mode and start talking about all of the Nintendo news that happened since Tuesday. <laughs> oh my goodness, Luigi, that was loud. Um, this is my Nintendo Switch. I, I've had this thing since launch, and I am finally experiencing the uh, the dreaded Joy-Con drift. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Joy-Con drift is when you are playing a game and for some reason your character will can just start walking in some random direction. And the reason I noticed it is because of, I was playing Final Fantasy 12 and in Final Fantasy 12, uh, there's a lot of automation that goes into, um, fighting, the, um, you know, trash mobs, if that makes sense. And my character just kept running off to the side. Now, this is not something that I think I would have noticed on any other game because it happened when I don't have my thumb on the joystick. So I'm just sitting there, usually controlling which way thing I'm looking with the right Joy-Con, 
and you know every once in a while hitting the a button to bring up a menu and using uh using the d-pad and i only use this uh the left joy con when i want to move my character around but for some reason my character just kept like running off and i was like damn it what the hell is going on uh i think that that's what the problem is i'm experiencing the dreaded joy con drift so i decided i'm going to get some new um some new joy cons so if uh you know quite often when i record the show you can see my switch sitting right over behind me on the left hand side or on the right hand side of the screen uh and it always has the those red and blue well i didn't want to get i i'm not super happy with the joy cons that i decided to get um but these were the cheapest ones uh, they are the neon yellow ones are the ones that I decided to go with. So I, I got these delivered today and they look fine. They're really, really weird looking. I, I, they do not look like they do on, on the package, but, uh, these are the ones that I ended up going with the neon yellow. I would have preferred to get the red and the blue like I already had. The only problem with that is then I would probably confuse them. And I'd be like, wait, which ones were the ones with the drift? And I wanted to make sure that I knew which ones were the ones with the drift. So I ended up getting the neon yellow ones and they just got delivered a few minutes ago. So I'm going to be happy to be playing uh, my my, vid- my video games uh, without the, the dreaded Joy-Con drift. But uh, I don't know. I went with the cheaper ones because these were on sale on Amazon. And actually, let me let me see how much they cost on Amazon. Uh, I can't remember, but they were cheaper than all the other ones. Uh, the these ones were uh, sixty six bucks. And if I go to the other colors, um, let's see. So I could have gotten gray. Gray's boring. Uh, neon blue, ninety dollars. Neon pink, $69. Neon red, $82. I don't understand why these are all different colors. Or, I'm sorry, not different colors, but different prices. Like, that just... That seems really strange to me that they're all these different different prices. Uh, but there you go. I ended up getting the neon yellow because they are the cheapest and they're not the boring gray. Um, and I'm, I'm not super happy with, with the color myself, but it's something I'll get used to. I really did love the red and the blue like the red and the blue joy cons i think that those look fantastic they really do um but i'm just gonna have to get used to the yellow now and uh hey what can you do okay uh before we move on actually vaxer in chat says green and gray would look nice you know what it never occurred to me i would love to hear what uh, or actually see which joy cons you guys have on your nintendo switch so if you tweet at me at run jump stomp uh use that hashtag nintendo switchcraft so i can see it uh, i would love to see a picture of your switch with whatever weird color combination of uh joy cons that you have on your switch all right listen uh there's a lot of games coming out i mean e3 for, was fantastic for Nintendo. There, th- this, I feel like the first half of the year was very sparse and there just wasn't tons of games to play. And that's okay. There was a lot of third party stuff, which is awesome. Uh, and there, 
a lot of that third party stuff that I played was was pretty cool. But oh my god, the second half of this year is absolute insanity, and it starts today. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that I just cannot play all of these games, and we are definitely going to have to pick and choose between games. So I'm curious as to which of these games you guys think are must-buy titles. Which are the ones that you think I absolutely am getting? Uh, Not me, you. Like, which ones do you absolutely adore? And I'm going to list off the games that are the upcoming Nintendo Switch releases. And I'm here to tell you, there is a lot. So starting today, uh, June 13th, Cadence of Hyrule is now out. I have not played it yet. I'm currently uh, neck deep in Final Fantasy XII, and I I just don't want to stop playing that. And I know that if I stop playing it, then what's going to happen is I will never go back to it. That's just how I am. So I'm, I'm going to put my head down and keep plugging away at Final Fantasy XII because I'm just having so much fun with it. Uh, but Cadence of Hyrule is out today. I will definitely be getting that game. And in the near future, um, it's just, I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, My friend Pedro, that's the one where you are friends with a banana and you uh, fight dudes in a side-scrolling, time-warping adventure. That comes out on June 20th. Uh, Crash Team Racing is June 21st. Bloodstained is June 25th. Mario Maker is June 28th. Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, no. Okay. So so in June, we Cadence of Hyrule, Friend Pedro, Crash Team Racing, Bloodstained, Mario Maker 2. Out of those, uh, Cadence of Hyrule and Mario Maker 2 are must-buys. However, especially now that we know that um, Mario Maker 2 is later going to be patched to allow us to play with our friends... I am going to take a stand, a meaningless stand that will not affect anything. All right. This is not going to affect anything. It's just going to be something that I do, or maybe I will um, not do this. Who knows? I don't know how much I can resist Super Mario Maker 2. I'm going to avoid my, my, I'm think, I think I will avoid buying Mario Maker 2 until it is patched so that you can play with your friends. And I recommend that others do the same to show Nintendo that this patch is important to us. I'm not saying boycott the game. I'm, I definitely want to buy the game. I do, we definitely want to play the game. But I feel like there's no good way for us to show Nintendo how important this is other than waiting to buy it until after the patch comes out. Because I feel like I, I was on... Um, I was on Nintendo PowerCast and Josh and I were having a a conversation about Mario Maker 2, uh, a really deep dive conversation about Mario Maker 2. And he said something I thought was really good. He said, it feels like I'm only getting 75% of the game if I can't play with my friends, which is crazy because we couldn't play with our friends the first time around. Um, But... you know what what we saw we we all decided oh man that's going to be great to play with our friends and then nintendo gave us all the letdown and then they turned around and said well actually we're going to patch it uh, during a treehouse event uh so you will be able to play with your friends but i feel like i'm just going to wait 
I'm not going to play it until it's patched. That being said, if there's enough pressure, I'll probably cave, but who knows. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on and talk about July. All right, so that's those are the games for June. That's five games coming in June, which is insane. Uh, games for July. And these are only the ones that I'm excited about. The, these are the ones that people are excited about. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of third-party stuff that's coming uh, to... Um, coming to the Switch in in these other months. And T.F. Wagner says he's skipping the boycott. I just want to say I'm not saying boycott it. I'm just saying don't buy it until until we get that patch. But, you know, you do you, do you man. Uh, okay, July. Dragon Quest Builders 2, Ultimate Alliance 3, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Fire Emblem 3 Heroes. Those are the games that are coming out in July. So that's four big games coming out in July. Now... Wolfenstein Youngblood, I would actually recommend that you, if you have access to play it on some other platform, then I would say probably play it on that other platform. Um, and I also, I, I haven't done this research yet because this is a, more of a story that I'm going to talk, that I'll talk about on uh, Run, Jump, Stomp. But Wolfenstein Youngblood, I heard a rumor and I don't know if it's true or not. And if it is true, I will be very, very ticked off that you can buy weapon upgrades in the game with real world money and that really rubs me the wrong way i don't like how that feels i don't like how that sounds um dragon quest builders 2 man that game looks amazing like the stuff that they showed on the nintendo direct i was I was kind of half sold on Dragon Quest Builders 2. This is somebody who did not play the original one. Uh, my son really liked it. Uh, I was interested in it, but I was always distracted by 12 other things. Uh, so I never played the first one. But the stuff that they showed in the Nintendo Direct for Dragon Quest Builders 2 just looked fantastic. And that is really, that's definitely a game that is on my wish list. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 3. Now, I haven't, I, I, I'm somebody who does not notice frame rate issues, but I was told um, when I was on breaking the panel last night, uh, one of the guys, I think it was Paul, uh, said that, that he had seen a lot of frame rate issues in Ultimate Alliance 3, or maybe it was Chris, I can't remember. Um, but he saw a lot of frame rate issues in that game when he was watching it. And he also saw other people who have had hands on with it uh, on the show floor for E3, and they were just like, "Man, it's janky! Like it's just not a good a, a good game so far," uh, which makes me super super sad because I love the first two games. I hope it's not true. I really hope it's not true, but only time will tell. Um, the game that I have to buy, without a doubt, from July is Fire Emblem Three Three Houses. I was watching some Treehouse stuff on my lunch break today. I think it was yesterday's Treehouse stuff, but I was watching it on, on my iPad on YouTube um, while I was eating my lunch today. And damn, that game looks good. I really love the strategy uh, aspect to it, and the, the graphics are gorgeous. I find the, the main character walking around, walking around with his jacket over his shoulders but not having his arms through his sleeve. I find that incredibly irritating, but I somehow i will have to move on and that's what we're going to do we're going to move on from july and talk about august august has astral chain uh and that's pretty much it uh astral chain i know is huge that's coming out august 30th 
so that gives us a little padding for July, uh, where Dragon Quest Builders 2 comes out July 12th, Ultimate Alliance 3, 19th, and Fire Emblem uh, 26th. Then we, we don't have anything big until Astral Chain in August 30th, which is, uh, you know, there, you've got some time there. Again, I don't know which, I, I don't know what I'm going to do for, for July and August because I, I really want three games. I want three of those games, you know? Uh, now, September is insane. Uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, Damon X Machina. Which with the Damon X Machina, actually, let's let's take a break from this list and talk about uh, what's going on in Damon X Machina. So we had the demo, and somebody had posted this to our community Discord, RunJumpStomp.com/discord. Thank you to whoever that was. I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, but there is this quick, like, two-minute video that shows all of the things in Damon X Machina that they had changed since the um since the demo that i played and did not like so uh, i went through and i watched the video and i'm just going to sum it up real quick uh they've got new equipment that would allow you to lock on to enemies uh kind of like zelda style where you click a button and now you're locked onto this enemy uh so you don't have to like aim at them the whole time which i think is kind of cool uh the enemy health bars are now bigger uh, you can see the, you can loot things from further away. Uh, you can tell which direction the enemy is firing from or where before you were just like, which, where are they, where are they? And you, you would have to try and find it. Now there's like a little arrow that says they're over there, which I think is great. They added motion controls for aiming, which I always am a big fan of. Um, they gave you the ability to change the buttons so you can make the layout for however it is that you're playing different for you. Uh, this right here, this is the most important change in this entire list. Uh, faster movement in the air. That is so important. The game felt, the demo, I mean, felt like I was slogging through molasses or something when I was moving uh, so they sped up the game in order to make it feel better. I think that, that is really, really important. They said that all of the attacks now feel more impactful because they have better, louder sound effects. They've given a better radar and uh, they've made it so the small enemies are easier to see and the font size is increased. So they made a lot of changes based on our feedback. And Vaxer is now telling me that Agrocrog uh, is the person who posted the video in our Discord. So thank you, Agrocrog, for that. And thank you, Vaxer, for looking that up for me because I forgot. Does that mean that I'm going to go out and get uh, Damon X Machina? I'm not sure. Like, the game looks really cool. But again, I, I think the only way that I will consider uh, picking this up is if there is another demo that lets me try it again with these new uh, changes because not having these new change or I don't know if the new changes are enough to make me feel like it's it's good. Um, so only time will tell. I, I really hope that 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 company 
does that and and I just put some some footage up on the screen so my YouTube uh, video is probably going to get uh, demonetized or something anyway uh, so that game is coming out I'm scrolling back up on uh, September so yeah we're back to September uh, so we had Spyro Demon X Machina uh, Nino Kuni uh, is coming out then as well as Zelda Link's Awakening and Dragon Quest 11. Those are all coming out in September. September is absolutely insane. There's so many games coming out. For me, the games that I must buy are Zelda Link's Awakening, and I am going to do everything that I can to avoid buying Dragon Quest Eleven again. I have it on my PS4. It's a fantastic game. I haven't finished it because finishing games is for other people, apparently, and I really, I want to finish that game before it comes out on Switch. Because if it comes out on Switch and I haven't finished it yet, I know I'm going to buy it again because of all that 16-bit stuff. Uh, so that's that's very, very attractive to me. So Zelda Link's Awakening, Dragon Quest XI, uh, those are the two games that if I think that if I didn't already have Dragon Quest XI, those games are must-buys. Like, I would have to buy those games. All right, let's... Um, Let's take a quick break, thank our sponsors, and then when we get back, we're going to talk about the rest of the upcoming games for Nintendo Switch, starting with November. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Powerball! Okay, um, we've got... We don't know when Luigi's Mansion is coming out. But I'm going to say it's coming out in October. All right? Let's move to November. Uh, November, we've got Pokemon Sword and Shield. That's coming out on the 15th. Doom Eternal, uh, which honestly, if it were, like, if you ask me, I would say get that on some other platform because it's going to look nicer. But if you only have a Switch, the, the, the last Doom game was an amazing first-person shooter. Probably my favorite single-player first-person shooter that I've ever played was Doom, Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. That's that's a that's got to be a day one purchase for me because it's just I love that game. Uh, well, the first one anyway, uh, not really the first one, the 2016 version. Anyway, uh, also uh, November is Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, and uh, now we now we're getting into an area where we're not quite sure when things are coming out. We don't really know. Uh, we just have general ideas. So I'm going to list through these through these pretty quickly. Uh, Disgaea 4 Complete, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, Panzer Dragoon, Untitled Goose Game, <clears throat> excuse me, Alien Isolation, 
Rune, uh, I'm sorry. I, um, those were all fall 2019, except for Panzer Dragoon, which is winter 2019. And now I'm going to list games that are just supposed to come out in 2019. Untitled Goose Game, Alien Isolation, Rune Factory 4, uh, The Witcher, Wild Hunt, which, by the way, I want to, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode. This is important. CD Projekt Red did something really fantastic with The Witcher Wild Hunt. Now, am I going to get it? Probably not. I have it on PC. I still have yet to play it. I mean, I played like a little bit of it, but that game I've heard such amazing things about. And everybody also tells me you can put hundreds of hours into that game. All that does is push me away from it because I don't have the kind of time that I would need to really invest myself in The Witcher 3. But I want to talk about what Nintendo did. And The Witcher 3 and all of the DLC is on one cartridge for the Nintendo Switch. One cartridge. Meanwhile, we've got like Mortal Kombat 11, which you have to download stuff. You've got Resident Evil whatever coming with uh, Revelations where you only get one of the games on the cartridge. You have to download the other. This is something that keeps happening where developers, they they can't seem to fit their games on the damn cartridge. Well, guess what? CD Projekt Red did it. They can do it. So can you. So I'm done with these excuses from companies that it's just too big. Because if they can fit The Witcher 3 plus all of the DLC onto one Nintendo Switch cart, then I think just about any game can fit on one Nintendo Switch cart. There are, of course, games that won't fit on one Nintendo Switch cart. Games like Elder Scrolls Online because it's 80 gigabytes. You know, games like Final Fantasy XIV, because it's a ridiculously large game that has way too many audio assets. And and because of that, they can't squeeze stuff like that into one cartridge. But if The Witcher 3 can do it, then my guess is that Mortal Kombat can. And the companies that don't do it are either A, being cheap, or B, being lazy. And either way, it's just not friggin cool so anyway let's let's move on uh other games coming out in 2019 final fantasy 8 um and that that kind of wraps up the 2019 games of those the ones that i think everybody should buy alien isolation if you like um horror games the witcher 3 i've heard so many good things about if you don't have if you're looking for a good open world game check it out and uh, let's move on to uh, 2020. These are the games that are coming out in 2020. Gods and Monsters in February. Animal Crossing, March. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, shoot, did I talk? No, I haven't talked about this yet. Let me let me actually pause and talk about Animal Crossing for a second. Because I, like, this is a game, I think that Nintendo probably could have gotten Animal Crossing... Uh, New Horizons to come out this year. They could have. And they decided instead to make sure that their employees have a good work-life balance by not uh, by not crunching. This is something that I've talked about 
probably not on Nintendo Switchcraft too much, but I've talked about it on uh, Run, Jump, Stomp, this idea of the video game industry crunching to get games done and some video game publishers bragging about how their their developers are so um, committed that they're putting in 100-hour work weeks. Guess what? We don't find that to be impressive. That's not an impressive thing. That just means that you don't know how to manage your time. I'm not talking about the developer. I'm talking about the publisher. The publisher doesn't know how to manage their time. Because they should say, you know what? No, don't work 100-hour work weeks. We will delay our game. We'll delay our game or we will hire more people in order to make it happen on time. Those are really the only two options that should ever be allowed. Working 100-hour work weeks should never be allowed. There should be laws against that. Now, can they... I mean... Can, can somebody say you can't work 100 hours? I don't know, probably not. If somebody wants to work 100 hours, then you can't really stop them. But you could make a company policy that says once you hit a certain number of hours, you have to go home. I think doctors do that. I'm not a doctor, but I think, I think like people who work in like the medical profession, I think that if they hit a certain number of hours, they're not allowed to be at work anymore. They have to go home. And I know it's probably a ridiculous number of hours, but I, I, that, I could be wrong about that. But that's something that, that Nintendo is doing. They're saying, look, we could rush this game and we could have this game come out sooner, but it's more important to us that our employees are happy because a happy employee is going to put out a better game and they're going to stay with us longer. Uh, do you want the... Do you want Animal Crossing to be the reason that that people who are really, really good at video game design to leave Nintendo and not work there anymore because the working conditions are bad? No. So I think kudos to Nintendo for delaying Animal Crossing. I think it's a great thing that they're doing. And uh, Jay Harley 17 in chat says truck drivers are only allowed to drive for so long. Yeah, because if they don't, they if they if they drive for too long, they could end up falling asleep at the wheel and killing somebody. Is that going to happen with um, if Nintendo rushes Animal Crossing? No, but that doesn't mean it's okay for that person. You know, a good work-life balance is important. All right, uh, other things in 2020. Trials of Mana is coming out early 2020. Spring 2020 is Minecraft Dungeons absolute must buy for me also so is animal crossing is a must buy uh empire of sin is definitely on my radar maybe Uh, i may end up picking that up and then i'm just going to list the rest of the 2020 games here uh we've got no more heroes 3 rune factory 5 battle at bikini bottom star wars the skywalker saga hollow knight silk song bayonetta 3 uh oh no now we're in tba uh, territory uh so hollow knight uh bayo 3 Shin Megami Tensei 5, Metroid Prime 4, Town, and Zelda 2. Those games are all to, to be announced. We don't know when they're coming out. But let's let's take a second. Uh, I'm going to take a... I'm not going to take a drink because I don't have a water in here with me, damn it. Um, I, let, let's take a second to talk about Breath of the Wild 2 since we just brought it up. Uh, Mr. Aonuma was recently being interviewed by various people. 
And he had some things to say about Breath of the Wild 2, which I'm very, very excited about. If you don't know, Breath of the Wild, my favorite game of all time, Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's see what he his, he was being interviewed by Game Informer. And uh, he said, I really like the idea of having DLC or anything coming after the main game. People play the game longer and enjoy the game a lot deeper. Going forward, that's definitely something we'll think about. So expect Zelda 2, or I guess Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, or whatever it is that they call it, uh, expect that to have DLC, which I think is great. Uh, Mr. Fujibayashi is returning as the director of Breath of the Wild, and uh, he is working really hard with Mr. Aonuma, um, and then he said, when asked if he's giving himself more time to complete Breath of the Wild sequel uh, than he was given for Majora's Mask, uh, which was done in less than a year, he laughed and said, when I was making Majora's Mask, the timeline was in a year. So they did that game in the year, in one year, which sounds insane until you realize that, first off, yes, they were crunching, which we've talked about, uh, but also they already had a lot of the assets done from Ocarina of Time. And... Uh, Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild sequel, like we already have a lot of the assets done. We already have the engine done. So that's a lot of work that they don't have to redo. Does that mean they're going to get it done in a year? Probably not. However, they've been working on it for a while. My guess, my prediction for when this game is going to come to the Nintendo Switch is going to be on uh, Christmas time or holiday time next year so holiday 2020 that's my that's my guess as to when this is going to come out um he did respond about majora's mask he said when i was making majora's mask the timeline was within a year i was a little stubborn and i was going to make it from scratch and i was really gung-ho but it turns out the staff was a little tired from that process i've learned to give myself plenty of time you don't want to do it that way or else you get white hair like me that was funny uh, then he was talking to Kotaku, and he was asked, um, a lot of people have been, oh, uh, about whether or not, he was asked about whether or not Zelda will be a playable character, because it looked like in the trailer that it almost felt like it was Zelda and Link, and people are wondering, will we be able to play as Zelda, maybe like a co-op kind of game? I don't know if the engine is built for that kind of thing. Who knows? But it would be really nice if you could control Link and then hit a button and switch over to Zelda. And she had different abilities than Link did. I think that that would be amazing. But people have been asking Mr. Aonuma about that. And he said, a lot of people have been asking that. So I want to ask you, why do people think that? And then he said... Um, it seems like it makes sense because at the end of Breath of the Wild, she was freed. So now, oh, no, no, no. This is the interviewer said uh, in response. He said, uh, well, it seems like it would make sense because at the end of Breath of the Wild, she was freed. So now she can be a protagonist. Also, I think people for a long time. And Mr. Anuma replied, I see, but I can't tell you. Now, this is very interesting to me. And we're, we're coming up on uh, being too long of a show, so I'm going to try and wrap things up. This is very interesting to me, because if the answer were no, you would think that he would just come out and say, no, 
instead of getting people's hopes up only for people to be disappointed later. It's very, very interesting to me. If you want to read the full interviews with those uh, two uh, publications, Game Informer and, and Kotaku, go to runjumpstomp.com, follow the link in the show notes, and you can find out more. What would you think? Would you want to be, uh, would you want to play as Zelda? Do, is that something that you want, or do you want it to be more like Breath of the Wild was? I don't know. I, I think it would be awesome if you could play as both uh, and swap between them. Or or you just pick one. You know, you could play as Zelda or as Link. Either way, I think it would be cool if, if we were able to have Zelda as a protagonist. The game is called The Legend of Zelda, for crying out loud. Um, let's take a quick break and talk about Dragon Quest XI real, real quick when we get back. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. All right. Uh, listen, Dragon Quest Eleven S. I talked about that this earlier, and oh man, this is this is from a Resetera uh, post where somebody was translating some stuff from the Japanese uh, information. And they said something very, very interesting. Uh, and that is, where is it? I'm looking for it. Here we go. Here it is right here. Uh, it says that there is a revival spell in the Nintendo uh, Switch version where you can get a code from the PS4 or 3DS version. I didn't even know this game was on 3DS. Uh, and you take that code, you put it in your Nintendo Switch... And it takes you and puts you where you were in the story so you can pick up where you left off. Now, there's some speculation that this may be uh, only in Japan because we didn't hear anything about that in the U.S. But, oh my God, if that's true, then they're going to sell a lot. There's going to be a lot of people who have one of these Switches and they also have a PS4 and they've been playing it on PS4 and they're like, oh, man, I want to I do all the cool things in the Definitive Edition. Well, now you don't have to start from scratch. I really hope that's true and I hope it's not Japan only because uh, that sounds uh, really fantastic. Another thing that sounds really fantastic is um, if you've ever played Fire Emblem, you know what Fire Emblem is like. There's permadeath, your characters die, and you have to recruit new people, and sometimes that makes you real damn sad. You know, you've been, you've you've had this character with you for a really long time, and then they die, and you're just like, oh my god. So you have two options: you move forward, and that death happened, or you go back to a previous save, and maybe that was after a 45 minute fight, and now you got to redo that 45 minutes, and that is just so frustrating. So Nintendo. Uh, they put out this tweet, which I am very excited about. And I know that there are people who will find this to be frustrating because they are real Fire Emblem fans and they, they don't want this easy mode garbage. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Don't use it then. But uh, Nintendo put out this tweet. They said, make a big mistake in battle and lost one of your favorite units. Activate Divine Pulse and undo a costly mistake in Fire Emblem. Like, oh, you put your Pegasus within range of these archers that you didn't notice the first time around. And yeah, I know that there's going to be people that say, well, you should pay better attention. 
Okay, that's fine. But it's a it's a friggin game, people. It's a game. Get over yourself. Okay, if I want to use this ability that they build into the game, then it's fine. And if you don't want to use this ability that is built into the game, then you don't have to. That's fine, too. And I don't have a problem with you not using Divine Pulse. Uh, so, like, I tweeted as a casual that's bad at games, this sounds awesome. And somebody tweeted uh, back at me. They were like, oh, I retweeted this tweet so that I could show my friend what um, what video game what, what video game fans are like these days. And I was like, whatever, dude, screw you. Um, but anyway... I think it's fantastic. You hit that button. You can go back in time as many turns as you want. So you don't have to go all the way back to the beginning of the fight, which might be a half an hour earlier. You could just go back two or three turns when you made the mistake and fix it and learn from it. I think it's awesome. And it's definitely something that makes me very, very excited for uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses because I think that that's just fantastic. Um, Real Mr. Roboto in chat said, this was in previous 3DS games, though. Uh, Echoes of uh, Shadow of Valencia had the feature as part of the game. Right. I don't think that the other ones did, though. Because I, I, like Shadow of Valencia, I never played. But I did play Fire Emblem Awakening, and I did play Fire Emblem, the game where you're going to buy it three times. I can't remember uh, which one it was. Uh, but... Um, like, I don't remember that feature being in those. I think that's a new thing from Shadows of Valencia. Not Fire Emblem Warriors. Vaxxer, we're talking about the Fire Emblem strategy games, not the action Warriors games. Uh, and it's funny because Vaxxer has only ever seen me play because I couldn't stream any of the other ones. He's only ever seen me play Fire Emblem Warriors, which he hates. He hates uh, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, he doesn't like how it plays. Uh, that is not how a Fire Emblem game plays. That's how a Warriors game plays. Uh, I think that if you check out Fire Emblem, you will see it's very, very different than than what you've seen before. But I'm excited for this change. I think it's fantastic, and I am very, very excited for it. Uh, Real Mr. Roboto in chat is, is backing me up here. He's saying, Warriors is just a Dynasty Warriors with a Fire Emblem skin on it. That is true, but it's also super fun. Uh, but Fire Emblem is completely different, completely different uh, than than Fire Emblem Warriors. Same same way that Zelda is completely different than Hyrule Warriors. Anyway, um, so if if you are new to Nintendo stuff and your only experience with Fire Emblem is Fire Emblem Warriors on nin- the Nintendo Switch, then Fire Emblem Three Houses. I just want to make sure that you're aware is a completely different genre of game. And completely different play style. So just keep that in mind. All right. Uh, It's time to wrap up the show. We're over 40 minutes now. Uh, You know how E3 gets. There was an entire other segment that I wanted to talk about today. And that is the outrage that people are having about Pokemon Sword and Shield not having the full Pokedex. I am not going to talk about my opinion for that today. However, I am going to, after the show, I'm going to do a tweet. So go to the, to follow me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. I'm going to tweet out. I want to know what you guys think, uh, if you think it's bad and why, Um, or if you think it's good and why, or if you don't care and why. Uh, I'm going to do that uh, later. Uh, But 
I'm going to talk about that on Saturday's episode. So, so we'll, we'll tackle that, that on Saturday's episode. Uh, let's wrap up the show. For play on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Are you up to the challenge? All right. Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's like 500 people in there, and they're awesome people, so make sure that you join the Discord. And lots of fun conversation happens there. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me at runjumpstomp on Twitter. If you want to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, check out runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. You're awesome. And you're breathtaking. We're out of here. See you guys. Bye-bye.